Hallelujah. Uh, welcome to uh, Repent America. Uh, just wanted to welcome you, uh, senior pastor, my brother. And um, I wanted to welcome you so that we can go ahead and discuss uh, the message that was posted on the Tuesday. And I know that, you know, we have a lot of busy schedule. So I didn't want to maybe drag it in any way. I wanted to just uh, get you to introduce yourself to our audience, my brother. And thank you. Hey, man. Thank you very much for inviting me to this program. Uh, is my voice clear? Yes, you are clear. Hey, man. So my name is Senior Pastor Lucas from the Ministry of Repentance and Holiness, Connecticut Altar. I have been in the ministry from 2013 till now. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much again, uh, blessed uh, Senior Pastor Lucas. You know, uh, I didn't give up your name because I know, I know you, uh, but majority of our <laughs> listeners do not know you. That was why I wanted you to uh, introduce yourself to them, uh, the, the audience. And hopefully uh, any audience that is listening within the Northeast, you know, Connecticut, Massachusetts, you know, New York and all those places, uh, they will be able to hear your voice. And then they will know that there is a holy altar within the area. But anyway, thank you. Thank you so much. And I Amen. just wanted to, uh, so let's go ahead and then uh, talk about uh, this because we know that uh, it is very important. The Lord talked about it. And I just wanted to take you straight. Uh, what does it mean following Jesus? Uh, or maybe, yeah, what does it mean following Jesus is to live in him? I just wanted to see that because the Lord did a powerful discussion. And when I listened to that, you know, I wanted to see your perspective um, so that we can explain it to America, you know, clearly, you know, what it means actually, you know, following Jesus and living in him. Thank you. Go ahead, my brother. Amen. This is a powerful question. Let's look at the question again. What does it mean following Jesus is to live for him? Let's break it down in two parts. Amen. What part, part one, what does it mean by following Jesus? And part two, what does it mean to live for him? Amen. Now, now, following Jesus basically means listening to the command, the instructions, directions, guidance, and the voice of Jesus. Now, in John chapter 10, verse 27, it says, my sheep listen to my voice. Mm. I know them and they follow me. For the sheep of Christ, this means the followers of Christ. If Jesus said this, you must do it. If Jesus said do this, you must do it. If Jesus said don't do this, the true followers of Jesus don't do that. For example, Jesus said, be holy. The true followers must be holy. If Jesus said, reject sin, the true followers must reject sin. This means the true followers of Jesus Strictly, I mean, strictly obey the voice, the instructions, the command, 
try to find easy way around the voice of Jesus. They don't give excuses to follow Jesus. They strictly follow Christ. Now, let me look at the second part of the question. What does it mean to live for him? Let me approach it this way. Basically, it means giving up yourself. Surrender totally. Of you, to surrender your totality of life to Jesus. Mm. It, also, it also means you have nothing to live on except Jesus alone. Wow. Him 
this we must give up our self in order to live for Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you. Next question, please. Thank you. Thank you so much again. This is powerful. And I just wanted to, you know, what captured my attention when you were talking about it, you talked about, you know, Matthew 16, 24. And, you know, I just want to put it out there so that our listeners, our audience can hear that. You know, the question was, uh, you, you, you explained it by saying that personal, by giving up your personal will and life. You know, in America, we have excuses basically for almost everything when it comes to actually serving the Lord. We either say, you know, I have to go to work. I have to do this. God will understand. You know, I have to, you know, take my family to this. I have to take my kids to this. God will understand. And here uh, you go that the blessed senior pastor, you know, is talking about it, answering the question of, you know, what does it mean following Jesus? And, you know, what does it mean to live, you know, for him? And this is very critical, you know, America, that we ought to all understand that Jesus gave his life for all of us as believers. He gave his life actually for the whole creation. And then once the Lord, God the Father himself, elects you, then the Lord Jesus Christ basically sanctifies you with his blood. And then the Holy Spirit continued to sanctify you into glory. But you cannot do that, America, without actually giving your whole, your whole, your totality by putting Jesus Christ first. Because once you put Jesus Christ first, he puts you first. So uh, this is basically something I wanted to comment on that, uh, that, you know, we all are to be born again. And when I say born again, born again properly. Because if you are not born again properly, you always put Jesus on a second bench. So think about it. If you are a Christian out there, America, think about it. Where do you always put Jesus? Do you put him first in everything because he did at the cross for you, for me, for all of us. Thank you so much again for that powerful discussion, uh, blessed senior uh, Pastor Lucas. And I wanted to jump in to ask also. So, you know, you talked about uh, living for him, following Jesus and also living for him. Uh, so what does it mean to be called disciple? Basically, a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, this is also another powerful question. So we have heard the message. And I, I want to reflect on that to say that the call to discipleship, the call to, the, to discipleship is essentially the call to salvation. It is a call to be a worker for Christ. Mm. It is a call to learn from the Master, our Lord Jesus. Amen. And to do what He commanded us to do. Amen. So let me look at uh, the scripture. What is in Matthew chapter 28, Amen. verse 18. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Amen. And it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Verse 19. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, 
baptize with them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Hallelujah. So we see this is the great commission and the call to discipleship, meaning to learn from our Lord Jesus and follow his footsteps. Mm. Amen. Amen. Wow, 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 wow. You know, this is just powerful. I mean, the scriptures that you have read, that, you know, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to our Lord Jesus Christ. So for me, you know, what I'm looking at the scripture, you know, what I think of is the fact that there are people out there, Christians out there in America, who think they can never, they can never stop sinning. You know, who basically think about sin as part of their life and then uses the same excuse that God understands. No, God doesn't understand because God is holy, holy, holy. And that is the purpose our Lord Jesus Christ came and sacrificed himself for us. And now this particular scripture that all authority, you know, uh, let me just read that full scripture. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So which means that Jesus, our Christ, has authority everywhere. He's defeated the devil. So there's no way the devil should take control of you. So in otherwise. If you are struggling out there and you cannot control sinning, sexual sin, sexual immorality, corruption, lies, deception, malice, all these things. If you are out there and you are struggling and you are a Christian, you need to go back on your knees. Go before the Lord and ask for help. Because all authority on earth and on, in heaven has been given to our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. And that the devil has no power over us. So thank you so much again because um, that was such a powerful thing. I had to mention it to our audience so that, you know, we know because especially sexual sin. <clears throat> we know that if you can defeat sexual sin especially in this day and age, is what the devil uses to lure a lot of people, you know, into sin. And, you know, when you begin to involve yourself in sexual sin, you are literally defiling the temple that the Holy Spirit dwells. So uh, that is why in this ministry, Ministry of Repentance and Holiness, we have zero tolerance to sin. You know, we listen to the teaching the oracles of the lord through his mightiest 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 prophets of heaven of eternity and all they teach us is holiness 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 righteousness 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 and that takes me to this scripture isaiah 35 you know, verse 8 and 9, and I'm just paraphrasing, is basically telling us that there will be a highway, and that highway will be called the highway of holiness. And then the Lord goes ahead to assure us that, that on this highway, the unclean will not journey on it. He goes ahead to take additional step to tell us that that the jackals or any ferocious beast, lions, will not be on that road. 
And then the servants of the Lord, the mightiest, mightiest prophet, when he visited Nigeria, he read the scripture and he went ahead and said that the power unto man is on that road. So what it tells me is that the weapon as Christians that we can use to overpower the devil is holiness, holiness, holiness. Because the devil fears that. So America, listen to this. If you want to draw closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and be born properly, you have to have zero tolerance to sin. There's no small sin because small sins lead to big sin. But if you have zero tolerance to small, I mean, to sin or to small sin, no matter how much the sin is, then you can kick every sin out of your life as it comes. Because the devil will never stop trying to see where you can be lured. But your answer should always be no and reject it. If you have friends that are leading you to sin, then maybe disassociate yourself. If you have a family that are leading you to sin, disassociate yourself. Separate yourself, for your God is holy. And our Lord is asking us at this time to separate ourselves. Thank you so much again, blessed uh, senior Pastor Lucas. So that leads me to... Um, Another question that I have that uh, I wanted to talk about it. So, what does it mean when the Lord Jesus summoned mankind to follow him? Because, like, when he saw Peter, you know, uh, Simon, Andrew, and go and called them. He called them with authority. He was summoning them. And then they left everything, like you said, you know, when you were talking about what does it mean to actually, you know, live for Jesus. They basically did that, the disciples. They left everything. They had plans in their lives and all those things, and they left it to follow him. So my question would be, and especially uh, America, if you are listening, uh, we need to go into this by talking about uh, what does it mean when the Lord says, Jesus summoning mankind to follow him. Uh, blessed Senior Pastor, take it away, please. Amen. Uh, this means you have already said a lot about this already. But first of all, let's look at Matthew chapter 4 verse 18 to 22. Amen. Matthew chapter 4 verse 18 to 22. And it says, As Jesus was walking beside the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Verse 19. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. Verse 20 of Matthew chapter 4. At once they left their nets and followed him. Mm. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Mm. This is very, very powerful it is. scripture. Wow. So, Jesus summoning mankind to follow him also tells that Jesus is asking mankind to live like him. Mm. To, 
to live the lifestyle of Christ. Jesus is the perfect example of my kind. He gave up himself. He lived not for himself, but he lived to the God, the Father. Mm-hmm. He sent that. So, we cannot follow Jesus and at the same time following things of this world. Amen. So, to follow him, we must deny ourselves, reject moral decay of this life, reject the desires of this world. And we must, we, we see the example uh, as I have read. Peter and his brother Andrew, and the two brothers James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, left everything and followed Jesus. Mm. So, this is something very powerful. And this gives us a sample date to, to, for Jesus, someone in my kind to follow him, you must surrender your life. You must give up yourself. Give up everything and follow Jesus. Mm. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. And you could see that, you know, this scripture is talking about who Jesus is. It's a command. He's commanding us. And when somebody commands you, who is your master? You don't sit down and give excuses. You just leave everything and follow. You do the will of your master. And the way the Lord is saying, and, you know, the spirit of the Lord helping these brothers, the two set of brothers that you have mentioned, that they were able to identify and said, oh, you know what? From today onwards, our life has changed forever. And that's another concept of being born again. You know, have you left everything, the ungodly stuff that you were doing out there? And have you changed and now a new creation? Living for your father, but not for yourself? America, we still have an opportunity because the window is still open. Heaven is still open. The prophets of the Lord, they are still walking right now, trumpeting the message for the glorious coming of the Messiah. We all have opportunity to go to them, seek their counsel. And it's at best, they will tell you. The Messiah is coming, and he's coming very soon. And the church needs to prepare in absolute holiness, in absolute righteousness, and have zero tolerance to sin, for your God is holy, which is, uh, you know, Hebrews twelve fourteen. Amen. And thank you, thank you, thank you so much again. You know, wow, what an authority our Lord Jesus Christ has that, you know, people need to read or listen to these particular commands and take it to heart and take it to heart because our God is a living God. He's powerful and he's asking us that the reason why we were created was not for these selfish desires of the flesh, of the skin. It is about pointing us back to the Father. And there's no inner better person than to do that than Elijah, the promise in Malachi 4, verse 5 through 6, who is currently walking among us, trying to lead us back to the Father. Thank you so much again, blessed uh, senior pastor. So that leads me to uh, another question. Is America aware God is looking for a Holy Church of Christ. What's your perspective on that? Amen. That is a very good question. Now, looking at the present conditions of the church in America, where the church 
is focusing on preaching of gospel of prosperity, love of money. The church embraces sexual immorality mm. and homosexuality. Mm. One can clearly tell that the church in America has rejected the original gospel of the cross. One can clearly tell that the church in America has rejected the blood of Jesus. Mm. Let me read this scripture Amen. from Hebrew chapter 12, Amen. verse 14. Amen. Hebrew chapter 12, verse 14. And it says, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Mm. Now, this scripture clearly written in the Bible, in the Holy Bible, which America is reading. They know God is looking for the Holy Church of Christ. But they choose to ignore and reject it. But the remnant church in America that followed the voice of God through his servants, the two mightiest, mightiest prophets of God in the ministry of repentance and holiness can truly say it, God is looking for the Holy Church of Christ. Mm. The church that is separated from sin and apostasy. The church that rejects sin. The church that embraces holiness and righteousness of God. Mm. Amen. Amen. And you know, you've mentioned, you know, powerful and you know the question is to america and you mentioned that they have rejected america in general has rejected the blood of jesus you know because the devil has lied to them the devil has lied to many and all they do is gospel of the flesh gospel of prosperity you know gospel of the world all they do is prophesize to you how somebody's going to bless you with money. In the meantime, it's about money, 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 money. Even though the Lord specifically says that you can't not serve two masters. So the question to America is, you could ask yourself, if you are involved in all those things, the question is, are you truly born again because as the blessed senior pastor has just said America has rejected the blood and without the blood we can never be holy we cannot enter so how can you reject it and enter and you read this powerful scripture which is clearly in the Bible, and I know, especially the New Testament church in America, people literally sometimes have abandoned the Old Testament, you know, and they say, oh, you know, well, we just read the New Testament. Even though our Lord mentioned that he did not come to change anything, but to fulfill the prophets, the prophecies, everything, every word in the Old Testament. So the point here is, with this Hebrews 12 verse 14, it is emphasizing about the holiness of God and that God has zero tolerance to apostasy. And the servants of the Lord define apostasy as Fallen away from faith. 
You can't enter heaven without faith in Jesus Christ. And if you don't have that faith, then you cannot. Because one of the essentials that he said to go out and preach, to go out and testify, to testify that he is the Christ. He died, and then on the third day he resurrected for all of us. So America, again, Elijah is walking right now. And let me tell you, my uh, the blessed senior pastor mentioned that there's the remnant. And I'm just going to be blunt here and say that it is ministry of repentance and holiness. Because we know that God is holy and hates sin. So in order for you to be born again, do not listen to some of these pastors out there who are literally deceiving you and taking your money. Here in the ministry of repentance and holiness, we have seen the power of the blood of Jesus. We have seen numerous cripples walking. We have seen numerous, you know, uh, people with blood conditions, people with diabetes, people with cancers, tumors. We have seen them all. We've seen the power of the blood of Jesus. Even within the judgment, of course, we know who prophesied the judgment in 2015, December. Verse 2015. It was the mightiest, mightiest prophet. And if we were all listening to the words of the prophets, I am sure today we will be running to them to say, what is the solution? How do we resolve it, prophets of the Lord? Yet we are still using our own capability, human capability to solve it. And then things keep coming up, new variants and all those things. To such an extent that how effective will our vaccines be? That is human solution. In the meantime, God is seeking repentance, national repentance, the priesthood to repent and go before the nation and summon the nation, the whole United States, the whole of North America, so that we will wear sackcloths and ashes and cry to the Lord for forgiveness of sin and to restore us. So America, this is powerful. And that is why, you know, the Lord has led us to do this, to create this awareness, to say that, we still have opportunity, America, because the windows of heavens, the dispensation is still open. And the prophets of the Lord, we can still seek their counsel. Because there's no doubt about it. When you go to this ministry, yes, the sun even claps at the presence. And I'm saying it, the sun is the biggest object in our universe. It claps in recognition of the presence of the servants of God. And like I said, not to talk about all these cripples. I have never seen that. Which church? Which church? Surely, the power of the coming age is near. Because we are now seeing the latter glory. So thank you so much again, uh, blessed senior pastor. Because uh, sometimes, you know, I get taken away and talk about this over and over and over. But it is just the love that we have for this nation. That it is time if your pastor is not listening, you need to let go. You need to let go. You need to leave there. After all, the Lord Jesus is calling us to separate ourselves from the world. And you cannot separate yourself from the world when you are still dealing basically with the principalities of the world. Thank you so much. So that leads me to uh, another question that I wanted to ask. So has America abandoned everything to follow Jesus Christ? What's your perspective for that? Well, um, you and I can clearly see 
based on the lifestyle of America. Even the children, everybody can clearly see the lifestyle, the way of life in America, where love of money, gospel of prosperity, immorality, nudity on the street, and bitches have become number one. And America continue to pursue them at the highest level. After these days, one can clearly say America has not abandoned everything to follow Jesus. Hmm. Amen. Amen. And yet, Jesus said that for you to follow me, for you to be my disciple, you must hate mother. You must hate father. You must hate brothers. You must hate sisters. You must hate wife. You must hate children. And he went ahead to say, and even yourself. And that if you can't do that, you cannot follow him or you can't be his disciple. So this is what we call real talks. The real talks here in this instance, America, is that a lot of Christians out there, they are not born again because you haven't abandoned everything. You still have the world in you. You have not abandoned everything in your life. And those things are like idols in your heart. You may not know. And the Lord in Deuteronomy says that, for I am a jealous God, which means that you can't associate anything to him in your heart. If your children comes first before God, your children becomes idols. If your wife comes first before God, your wife becomes an idol in your heart. Isn't it interesting that we even have a program in America called uh, American Idol? Wow. You know, think about it. Think about it. Step back. Take a step back and think about it. And ask yourself, have I really abandoned everything? To follow Jesus. And yet when the Christ said. You must hate all these people. In your life that you love. And follow him. He wasn't saying you should hate them. That I mean you know. Not like literally hate them. He was basically. Or he's basically saying. That he comes first. He comes first. And then all other things follow. So it is not. Your God knows that you need food to eat. You need shelter. You, you, you need health. It's God that gave you the children. So if you can't put him first, nothing works right. Then you find yourself running and you know, you never get satisfied. And it's always about those particular selfish ambitions. More, 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 more. But yet, if you just put Jesus Christ first, then everything, everything in your life begins to iron out. Because he is the living God of Israel. Oh, thank you so much again. Thank you so much again, uh, blessed senior pastor. So I wanted to ask, um, you know, for our audience listening, if they wanted to, you know, reach out, like we already started, like I, I was saying that in the introduction, like people in, you know, the Northeast, you're talking about, you know, New Hampshire, uh, would even add New York in this instance, your home state, Connecticut, Massachusetts, you know, um, uh, New, uh, what was uh, Rhode Island, you know, those areas. If anybody was listening to this message and they truly 
say, you know what? I've done an assessment. I've done an assessment because the Lord said that if you're going to build a tower, don't you sit down to plan and see. Then that is in Luke 14, verse 25 through uh, 35. Don't you sit down and plan to see if you have enough money to be able to build it. Or if a king was going to war, and then he had, and I'm just paraphrasing here, and he has 10,000 soldiers, and the king that he was going to face has like 20, 30,000 soldiers. Basically, has more soldiers, more weapons. And you know you can't win it. Wouldn't you sit down to draw terms of peace and ask, what are your terms of peace and surrender? The same thing. Our Lord Jesus Christ is coming as a king. And what are our terms of peace? And all he says is that his conditions is saying that you must be holy. You must be righteous. Because Hebrews 12, 14 says that without holiness, no one and no one will see the, the, the Lord. So holiness is the benchmark. And if you don't have that, that is not good. So anyway, so I wanted to ask the fact that right now that, you know, people that are listening and they are within your area, how can they reach you? Can you please, uh, you know, give information so that if they choose to, if they want to reach you, they can reach you. Once the Lord open, you know, our churches and all those things, they can come fellowship or they can give you a call. And then in the meantime, you will be able to, you know, disciple or fellowship with them, uh, you know, via social media and all other communication means. So go ahead, my brother. Amen. I regularly check my emails Amen. so I can easily reach out uh, reach out to anyone who sent me an email. Amen. So uh, let me give, let me go straight forward and then uh, give my email. Uh, my email is repentct at gmail.com repent CT. CT uh, is an abbreviation for Connecticut. Okay. So repent CT at gmail.com. Or let me put it this way repent CT. C stands for Charles and T for Tommy. Amen. At gmail.com. Repent CT at gmail.com. So, those who are interested to call, they can call me on 860 860-922-1672. 860-922-1672. Thank you very much. Thank you so much again. Thank you. So you've had it. You have a blessed, you know, senior pastor in the Connecticut region uh, and that you could reach out. You know, he has left his email and then phone number uh, that you guys can fellowship because you need to come to holiness because time is over. The Messiah is coming and we must all prepare. You don't want to be left behind. The rapture is near and the Lord is coming for a holy church. Thank you so much again. So if you have listened to this and in any case, if you are touched and you felt like I need to be born again, truly born again, just repeat this prayer after me and then you will be born again. Then you can reach out to any of our pastors, and I'll give you the email address after this salvation prayer. So if you are out there, just recite, Dear Jesus, my heart may be weak, but I know that your cross and blood are very strong, very mighty, and out of that cross, the anointing 
of this hour has come. The empowering strength of God. I repent of all my sins. And now I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And ask you to forgive me of all my sins and establish holiness in my life. May you write my name and keep it in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am born again today. Amen. So thank you so much again. If you have recited this prayer, you should know that you are born again. Please do not go back to sin. Look for a holy altar within the ministry of repentance and holiness. Uh, you can go to repentusa.net. If you go there, there is a tab called pastors. And then when you click on the pastors, you can scroll through. There are pastors across the United States. You can scroll through and their information are there too. If you are not in the Connecticut region and you are in any part, you know, there are numbers you can reach out, emails, and then we will surely, surely respond to you. Do not go back to these apostate churches, churches that are not teaching you to hate sin, churches that are not teaching you holiness. It is time for everybody to repent. Repent in Christ Jesus and shun sin so that the devil alone will go to hell. And if you wanted to check the Lord's website too, you could go to repentandpreparetheway.org. O as in orange, R as in Romeo, G as in George. So repentandpreparetheway.org. That is the Lord's website. You would see all the healings and everything that we're talking about. You would know that, yes, truly, the blood of Jesus, the power, there is power in it. And that the church, the altar of the Lord, is now being restored by nobody other than Elijah. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you so much for taking your time to actually listen to the oracles of the Lord. We thank you, we bless you, and until next time, which is Tuesday. Uh, I want to also use this opportunity to thank our blessed guest, uh, the blessed senior pastor, for taking time out to come and then discuss these particular important oracles. Thank you so much again, and may God bless you all. Shalom.